The opinions expressed during this podcast are the individual's own and do not represent those of Wyndham City Council. Hello and welcome to Recently Returned. I'm your host, Anita, and I'm joined today by Kirsty for another episode of our summer series. Hello, Kirsty. Hi. And in fact, today is not just another episode, it is our last episode. And I'm so pleased to be interviewing Kirsty, who's one of our regular hosts, and to give the listeners a chance to get to know you. Are you how are you feeling about that, Kirsty? Are you excited to be here? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. And to be doing our last episode kind of mirrors our first episode when I interviewed you. So this should be fun. It should be fun. The tables have turned. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Uh, back at the start of summer, all, all those months ago. Um, but today we also have the added bonus of having our competition, which listeners can enter um, to win a copy of the book you're talking about. And not only that, they can also go back and listen to any episode in January or February. Enter, have a listen, find the code word, fill in the form on our website to enter to win a copy of the book that um, that staff member talked about. So listeners, you know, you've still got time. Go back, have a listen to those episodes and, and put your name in the drawer for a chance to win one of those books. Yeah, I'm really excited to give away some books and can't can't wait to see those entries come in and give the lucky winners a call or an email to um, tell them what book they've won. Exactly. You know, having them read our summer reading recommendations, very um, it's just a nice thing to, to share, to share some of our summer reading love. So that's great. So listeners, keep an ear out for that code word towards the end of the episode and you'll also get all the information there on how to enter the competition. So, Kirsty, uh, just to get started, we've got some short rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? I am. Great. So, what's your job at Wyndham City Libraries? I'm one of the adult programs and services librarians, so I plan and run events and programs. You've probably seen me around. Indeed. And uh, how long have you been with the library? I think just on five years now. Yeah, five years, just when Tarnate opened or just before. Mm -hmm. Great. And for these questions, I want to hear just the title and author. So no elaboration, just the title and author, difficult as it might be. So what's one book you think everyone should read at least once? The Book Thief by Marcus Souza. Mm -hmm. I've heard that is a good one. And what is one book you've been meaning to read, which is sitting unread on your bookshelf or to be read list at the moment? Embarrassingly, <laughs> mm -hmm. The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Embarrassingly. See, I want to ask more, but I won't <laughs> because then I'd be breaking my own rules. <laughs> Great. And uh, I'd also like to know if you prefer fiction or nonfiction. I generally prefer fiction. But for today, let's say nonfiction. Mm. It's, it can be a depends on the day kind of question, I think, for some people. So <laughs> that's fair. So as a nonfiction reader, could you tell us the most interesting thing you've learnt from a book? Okay, so this fact comes from Packing for Mars by Mary Roach, which is full of really interesting facts about humans' relationship with space, both 
physiologically and psychologically. Uh, and the bit which has really stayed with me is about the psychology of space travel. Uh, so early on in the space race, there were major concerns about whether leaving Earth's gravity would untether the astronaut from reality um, and that in some heightened state of panic or psychosis, the afflicted astronaut would sabotage the mission. Mm. But instead, uh, while some anxiety and a, a fairly unique form of vertigo um, had been reported, more commonly the altered mental state reported by astronauts was a feeling of euphoria and total well-being and extreme confidence, kind of I'm the king of the universe type of feeling, uh, which mm -hmm. which led to some astronauts being incredibly reluctant to re-enter the spacecraft during a spacewalk and having to be coaxed back in by their colleagues and by the communications team back on Earth. Like, no, no, really, you, you do need to come back inside. You can't stay out there forever. Wow. Yeah, that, that would be a really unusual experience. Kind of sounds surreal. And I guess that it is a bit because for many of us, it's completely impossible. Yeah, it, well, it won't be something that most of the world will ever experience. Yeah. Even if recreational space travel becomes a thing, it would probably be ludicrously expensive. Mm -mm, definitely. Yeah, is that it's one of those probably not in our lifetime in any case. Yeah. Well, thanks for that interesting fact. That was um, not something I'd, I'd ever thought about. So I'm happy to have learnt it. And um, you would have a reading recommendation for our listeners today. Is that right? I do. I do. Great. Well, we'd love to hear about it. So this book I actually went off and read after recording with you. Mm -hmm. The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams. Mm -hmm. This book follows Esme, a fictional character inserted into the real history of the construction of the first Oxford English Dictionary. Esme's father is a lexicographer, one of the men who sorts words and collates meanings for the dictionary. And as a child, Esme spends most of her days happily playing under the sorting desk until the day one of the slips containing a word falls from the table and she decides to keep it. From then on, she begins to hoard words which have been misplaced, discarded or duplicates. And as she grows, Esme starts to notice that some words are ignored by the dictionary, left out, especially words used by the working class and women in particular. And she begins to collect them from the people she meets and is introduced to in the street, beginning the Dictionary of Lost Words. The novel is intimate, and yet the scope of Esme's timeline is vast. She's living in the time of women's suffrage in the UK. World War I will interrupt the construction of the dictionary as well. And all these events inform her as a character who we get to see grow and change. So one of the things I love about this book is how Esme is introduced to beliefs and ideas and it might be a small conversation or an incident which she doesn't think much of at the time but which build on each other uh, and she comes to understand the world more and more. A couple of examples being class privilege and women's suffrage 
things that as a young person she doesn't contemplate and her understanding keeps growing more. So I quite loved how those ideas kind of came and went and solidified for her. Mm. It's a gorgeous book. The love of language comes through in every line and there are small gems of moments in there that you can pick up. Uh, and the the depiction of characters is really great. All the secondary characters are full characters of their own and they're not caricatures. They're not um, cliched. For example, you know, in Esme's childhood, most of the adults are kind to her, not just the women. In in a time period and environment where you might expect the men to be painted as as cold academics um, with no time for children. So definitely, definitely worth a read. Highly recommend this book. Mm. And it's interesting you've chosen to talk about this one because I have actually just finished that book myself. Oh, you did get to it. I did get to it, yes, <laughs> which doesn't always happen with um, the to-be-read list, but that is one that, um, yeah, I, I really wanted to get to. I'd heard wonderful things about it. Um, and as you've described, it's, yeah, it's a really rich story um, and it covers, I was really impressed and not expecting this, that it covered such a long period of time and so much happened um, over her lifetime um, and I thought the author managed that really well. What did you think about that? I loved how the the events were big but the, the book stayed intimate still and close to Esme so you saw how these big world events were affecting her life in particular and we, we get a brief taste about how the rest of the world is being affected but it's really this nice little snapshot of how it's affecting this person in particular and I love in particular her her journey with women's suffrage and finding her own way to interact with suffrage that wasn't maybe the same as other women's mm -hmm. without giving too much away. <laughs> yeah, me too. I know what you mean. And our listeners, if you want to get in on the conversation, you'll have to read the book as well. Um, what did you think about the author's research into the dictionary and how the dictionary was made? It's not something I knew a lot about. I knew a little bit about it uh, and I must admit I was tickled about the very, very brief aside about um, Samuel Johnson's dictionary being biased and a bit bigoted and then just, just left at that. So I knew a little bit but it was also very interesting listening to the author's notes where she goes into a fair bit of detail about the research that she'd done and the people who still work with language and the history of the dictionary. Mm. Yes, I, I appreciated that part as well. I think it just showed me how much work she'd put into it and that this was a work of fiction, but there was a lot to be learned from it about both historically, its period of time, and about the making of the dictionary. Um, and it certainly got me thinking about language and, and the language we use today and, and how that language has arrived to us. Um, yeah, certainly an excellent book. Yeah, I think whoever wins this one is going to be extremely happy. I think so too. And on that note, do you have a code word to share with our listeners? I do. So the code word for this book is bond made, which is one word, bond made.
Bond's maid. Excellent choice of word there. And listeners, if you would like to win a copy of the Dictionary of Lost Words, take that code word, Bond Maid, and visit our library website, wyndham.vic.gov.au slash recently dash returned dash podcast with that code word to win a copy. Competition closes on 5th of March, 2021. Terms and conditions do apply. And of course, while you're there, have go back and listen to our previous episodes, enter those as well more chances you have to win a copy of one of our books, one of our summer series books. Yes, do it. Indeed. If you have uh, any recommendations of your own that you'd like to share with us or you'd like to comment on the book we've talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email at recentlyreturned at wyndham.vic.gov.au or drop us a line on the library's Facebook page at Libraries in Wyndham. Thanks for joining us today, Kirsty. It was great to hear your summer reading recommendation and to get to know you a little better. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, listeners, and happy reading, everyone. Happy reading.